Hey, welcome to Mune Puke. I'm Jake. And I'm Ivy. And we're joined by a very, very special guest today, the one and only Daisy Chamberlain of Roselia, of I Met a Yeti, of All Gone Gray, of some other stuff we might talk about here in the interview. <laughs> oh, cool. Awesome. Uh, the, the hardest working artist in the game, in the Swan Core game, progressive post-hardcore, whatever you want to call it. Uh, how you? Hi. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so good. I'm a little tired, but I'm so good. How are y'all? Um, I had a horrible night, but you know it's going better. <laughs> it was good. It was good until a point. It was good until it wasn't. Yeah. Are recording something. Uh, no, there was just alcohol going on in the in my home and. Alcohol can lead a, to bad things. Uh, sometimes we had a game night last night yeah. in the mutant puke Discord. Yeah. It got a little too litty, too litty in the mutant puke Discord. <laughs> <laughs> a little too crazy. Um, but Roselia obviously has not only a tour coming up, but also a new EP that's coming out. This episode comes out Monday. Uh, Monday. 27th of march and the roselia ep comes out on friday the 31st damn uh we were kind of expecting just a single but then you drop the whole ep whoa yeah where where did that come um, from (laughs) (laughs) so uh unfortunately um you know music music takes a while there's a bunch of things to consider (laughs) uh, with production and so we um we ended up with three songs that uh, were kind of they were like written and re- like recorded mostly at the same time as um, the last two singles that came out. Um, they were always intended to be put together, um, but we ended up deciding like two of these are really not singles. One of them is kind of a single. Uh, fuck it, let's just drop everything as an EP so there's something everyone can like listen to yeah. cohesively with a like a solid track list. Yeah, yeah, that that's gonna be nice for sure. Like having all the Roselia, uh, most of it anyway. There's a couple songs with those, uh, you know, uh, those first features, Joey Holiday, I think, and someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was on there, yeah, 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 <laughs> I yeah. Was on the, the second, the actually, they were released at the same time. Um, oh, yeah, Flush, right, was, was yeah. mine. Yeah, those were so exciting when they came out, and then you got announced as the vocalist, full on vocalist. What's it like? working with someone on the other side of the country you know i john Um, benoit is from california right isn't he yeah john's from california um i think a lot of this ep i flew out there to write with him so a lot of a lot of the vocals um we did write together but um olive anjo and bad lemon uh i wrote all those vocals in my bedroom over here by myself so um, yeah. three of them three of them were i'm sorry if my cats are distracting no They're, it's funny mm, <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure great. youtube will love it <laughs> <laughs> well more cats the better for for youtube i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah um yeah i guess we should mention uh the ep the name let me pull it up i i am a little high as per usual the ep uh title well intentioned the name of the game 
What's the mm-hmm. what's the meaning with the title? I don't know. <laughs> um, so I think I think that's just something like John, just like a Johnism, like just a thing John like uh, said, and he made it the demo name of. Um, I think it was the demo name of Bad Lemon. Uh-huh. And then when we were naming, when I picked out like real names for the songs, um, our bass player Ethan suggested, hey, like we're all kind of attached to this name. Why don't we just name the EP that? Um, and I thought that was cute. So we just <laughs> we went with that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's definitely an interesting name. Not, I feel like we get a lot of like one word titles these days or like something snappy. Yeah. A little devices, a little garden here and there. Those, that's just the one that comes to me the most. Uh, dwellings, dwellings. Um, yeah. Record that guy. Do y'all announced. think that's a One Piece reference? <laughs> I like can't tell. I don't know. <laughs> it might be. I don't. I don't know them well enough to to know for sure. Yeah. It, if they don't know One Piece, you should gatekeep it. <laughs> yeah. You, should... <laughs> you can't name your EP like that. <laughs> you you can't a use name. a name from the most popular <laughs> manga on the planet. 500 million copies and you didn't own any single one of them. Did you ask Soul Oda power. Sensei? <laughs> Did, <Yeah>. you... <laughs> Did you get permission? Uh, <laughs> I got a few questions down here. So, wait... I don't know if you've uh, listened to any of our interviews before, Daisy, but you know we like we like origin stories. You know, from the fetus Daisy Chamberlain to the grown ass woman Daisy Chamberlain. What's your music journey been like? How do you start out? Oh fuck! <laughs> um, so I start. I I liked music when I was a kid. I really liked the Beatles um, when I was little. Um, so. Uh, my parents got me piano lessons when I was six, and I did piano lessons until I was about 15, um, which slowly turned into also voice lessons um, when I moved to Florida. So um, around the age of like 12, I started doing vocal lessons as well. Um, I little side tangent I, or like side side venture. I played violin for a little bit in oh, middle school, cool uh, in elementary school. Um, so I mostly focused on that stuff, um, until I was about 15 and then I was like, Hey, I'd really like to be in like a, a rock band. So, (laughs) um, I started trying to make that happen in high school. Uh, it's, it's kind of rough when your, your friendship pools are limited to your school or your your city, your town. So it was hard to, as a, like a teenager, but eventually, um, I started playing music with my roommate and his brother. And uh, that led to me joining All Gone Gray, and then that led to me joining Yeti, and uh-huh. here we are. <laughs> when you started wanting to do rock music, was there like a band that was inspiring you? Like, was it the Beatles or was it something else? Like, oh no, I would definitely not. <laughs> when I started, when I started to want to do rock music, I had. Um, I think the first thing that like uh really like um like there were like bands that I really liked. I loved the Smashing Pumpkins mm. in middle and high school. I was like obsessed with them for a <laughs> while. Um I really liked Alisana. Um and then uh, I got really into Forgive Durden. I love that band to this day. Um 
and it's so I think so forgive Durden and Alessana really were the first thing that made me start writing what I like later on ended up releasing mm-hmm. um but the thing that really pushed me out of my like bubble was finding a lot like birds um the first song I ever heard by them was, was truly random code and I thought it was like the best thing I'd ever heard. Um, <laughs> and that was when I met Donnie and his brother and we started a band called Evening's Fable. And you can find that music if you Google hard enough. <laughs> it's pretty, it's like, it's not our best work, but it it was a growing experience. Yeah. Um, I played piano and sang in that band. Um, that, um, it screams. That project opened up for Alisana, didn't you? At one one of your shows? No, um, All Gone Gray. Actually, okay. I was in Evening's Fable, and I emailed someone and said, hey, I'd really like my band to open this show. Like, what can I do to get on the bill? And they said, no, we don't really like your sound. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> How yeah. about my friend's band, All Gone Gray? And um, I sent them All Gone Gray stuff. And then in between them booking All Gone Gray and me sending that email, uh, I ended up joining All Gone Gray, so it was like, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still get to play this show. Surprise, Fuck motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> That's so cool. I, you know, it's, it's a little weird. You're in these three awesome bands, and I feel like this is the first EP we've gotten from you in a long time. Like, uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's definitely, like, singles culture, right, for for Spotify and, like, modern music making. How do you feel about, like, you know, this release strategy, you know, that you and a, a couple artists have been kind of pioneering in this scene? I think it's a kind of necessity for us because we all have, like, full-time jobs mm. that take up like most of our week um so it's not like we can like sit down in a room together and like write an album very easily uh i know for yeti that's what we want to do next Mm -hmm. um but with the last batch of yeti songs we had recorded them and wrote them and like the original thought was this will be an ep Mm -hmm. um but then it became more of well we want to release something and it's taking too much time we don't want to wait we'd rather just release the songs like trickle them out over the next few years rather than like and then release the ep that we're writing now rather than like um wait forever to release the ep we (laughs) we have written you know what i mean yeah um same thing for resilia like i mean the singles that we released as resilia were mostly to lead up to this ep but i think there were just like uh like also like uh john benoit and i were both on tour for like a significant portion of last year Mm. and also both work jobs um that require you know a significant amount of our time um so and then there's the rest of the band members so coordinating between us and them and the artists and production and uh video stuff which has been very challenging recently uh it's 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 rough i think like even like with um with yeti we've been sitting on this single called metal slime for like a year Uh (laughs) i think we've we've had metal slime like the final mix for a year and we're like well we gotta film a music video for it and then (laughs) and then like every next month we're like well do we need to film a music video for it or we just need or do we just need to release this um yeah so i don't know we'll we'll see what happens (laughs) I'm talking to Anthony later today, so this might be a good reminder for me to bring it up. 
Yeah, I've I've heard tale of metal slime from the discords. <laughs> Banger. <laughs> yeah, I think we've like leaked it in there like three times. <laughs> Anthony just would post like the Google Drive link in there sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, if you're in the in circle, you've heard it. Uh, uh, can I plug the I'm Eddie Eddie Discord server here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, plug whatever. Awesome. Join our Discord server. Uh, <laughs> get our songs leaked to you early, potentially sometimes. Um, what is so? What is your writing process for Resilia versus I Met a Yeti? Does it differ a lot? Are you channeling different emotions, different thoughts for each project? Yeah, I think so. Um... Because, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't really super intentional, but, like, when it came down to it, I think um, uh, with the Yeti stuff, I, well, also, I guess this might just, I can't tell, this might just be, like, a thing that I'm doing right now. I don't really, like, care to write overly complicated lyrics at the moment. Like, lately, I've kind of just want to, like, write, like, whatever bullshit I feel like <laughs> writing about. Um, so that includes, like, uh, like romance, breakups, um romance breakups uh other things i don't know i don't know how to describe <laughs> it uh i guess there's one song that's a little overly complicated that i wrote recently but uh for the most part like most of the resilia stuff is either about like breakup or um there's one song in there that's kind of like um like um like a self-parody in a sense like i'm like being like like making like a mockery of like my own personality traits um in <laughs> okay. one of the songs uh and then hey there pretty girl time to wake up that song is a little complicated because it's about it's like about um like I'm, i try to do like metaphor parallels sometimes and it's both about um like uh hormone replacement therapy for transgender people uh like in a in a positive way um along with uh like los angeles and like hollywood like in as a general culture oh scary <laughs> i don't like hollywood yeah. <laughs> i don't fuck with it i don't fuck with no hollywood shit man not that's at cool, all though. that's like a that's a cool concept though yeah. I, like I beautiful and scary is like yeah. the idea you know i don't know <laughs> I think a lot of people think about it though there is like a weird culture surrounding hollywood and like being transgender really um, especially with... oh yeah no oh yeah clue. yeah is this is this facetious? I can't tell. I, I no, I seriously didn't know. <laughs> Do I really sound that sarcastic? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you're just high. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a I think that's a cool concept. Maybe 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 those those secret undertones that I didn't didn't catch the first time are the reason why I like the song so much. Oh, cute. I'm I glad you like it. I think it's because it sounds like Coheed and Cambria, and that shit rules. Shut the fuck up. It sounds, you say that about in, every goddamn I do song say it a lot. I do say it a lot, but it sounds a lot like uh, Burning Star 4's instrumentals. I've, I'm, I'm well, like so sure that that's intentional, because that, that is a John John's, Benoit staple. Yeah. yeah, John's favorite band. I It just it hit me. I felt it in my soul. This is a Coheed inspired <laughs> song. <laughs> um, uh, I, I was wondering about a couple of the titles for the song. Did you title them or was it like mixed between you and John? 
I, I'm pretty sure I titled every song except for um, I said amnesty and John came up with like the idea of doing like the slash silver thing and the silver slash amnesty thing because at the time that they released silver amnesty I was in the band but it mm -hmm. was like like low key a secret that yeah. I was in huh. the band so um, uh, we we just discussed the title because I had already started writing my version and I was like hey I'd really like to have the word amnesty in the title and he was like oh it'd be cool if we did like a like swap the the order of yeah. it for each each version <laughs> yeah some yeah. people are really confused by that I was confused it's very funny <laughs> I think we talked about it on the show and I was like I don't get it what what why are they naming yeah but I didn't realize it was the same <laughs> fucking instrumental the mixing's yeah, a little different though different lyrics yeah um i lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> um what is it working with john benoit what's that like he's, <laughs> he's fun john. i uh, like john uh, yeah <laughs> john's the best he was I feel so like fun john's to like... talk to john's like genuinely like one of the most reliable people i know um it's kind of intimidating because it's like anytime i let him down i'm like oh no i can't let john benoit down <laughs> like i know right now he's waiting for me to send him a flyer that i said i would make uh two days ago so oh, no. <laughs> i gotta i gotta do that um <laughs> i'm gonna do that after this call but anyway yeah john's like really reliable um his his musical process is like a lot different than uh Anthony's so Anthony writes a lot of the instrumentals for Yeti and John writes all the instrumentals for Resilia obviously there's like some collaboration in there where you know uh, the rest of our musicians get to have input before the final product but kind of the skeletons of the songs are written there by those two um, Anthony will every song that Anthony writes we're probably going to finish it's like kind of uh, Anthony will make multiple like big changes to um to the songs for yeti whereas john for resilia he um he more so just writes a ton of songs and i mean he makes a lot of changes but it's definitely like they're definitely more solid in the first draft um they're more similar to how they're going to end up um it's just that we cut so many of them mm -hmm. we like uh oftentimes like i'll listen to it and just be like yeah i don't know what to sing over this like i don't <laughs> yeah. really this doesn't really work for me like this could be a somebody else song you could throw this in a different project um but like uh other times it's like i'll write vocals and then i'll send it back and he'll be like this isn't quite as good as the rest of the stuff on the album and i'll be like yeah i agree like i'm not feeling it as much so uh luckily we usually have like about a like 90 percent like full band agreement on every decision um we usually have like a similar headspace about stuff um and i don't think anyone's like too attached to their own ego in that band so we're all pretty able to let go of some stuff that we write for the band for the betterment of the the project yeah that's awesome it's nice to hear about some good collaborations good collabs <laughs> mm -hmm. it's wholesome and touring with them is super fun we're we're all like siblings like no way <laughs> that's awesome it i mean just thinking about how many people you must work with in terms of bands and like uh like even 
applying your real world job real world what the fuck am i oh, talking yeah. about yeah <laughs> as opposed to the fantasy world of music but <laughs> just thinking about all those connections is it hard to like keep all those names and people in your head talking you must be talking to so many people right like doing I, business i i yeah so my job uh, actually i do technically have all right, let's go. Let's say let's say technically I have two jobs. Okay. Um, one of them is part time, and and I have multiple clients that I work with in that job. And then in my full time job, I have so many like no. clients, so many leads Jeez. to think of. So there's there's a lot there. That is super manageable because it's kind of like I compartmentalize that to like being a work thing. I try not to like. Uh, I I did end up working yesterday, which was Saturday, but like yeah. normally it's um. I try to compartmentalize that to like Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like, um, like the bands, I feel as though like to be completely real, All Gone Gray hasn't done anything other than play shows that pertains to me specifically in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a full length album for All Gone Gray that's completely recorded. Like it's been written for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a production thing and kind of um we went through a lineup change relatively recently it was about a year ago ish i don't really fully remember um and we've been kind of debating on how to move forward with that as far as promotion for this album but recently we filmed a music video so i think um because we did that it's likely that this album is kind of uh, back on track to being released sooner rather than later. Ideally, this year, I'd really like to have that album out. Um, but as far because because my work with that band is relatively limited since then, it really feels as though I'm in two bands, um, and uh, I'm writing stuff for Yeti right now. Um, I'm writing stuff for Resilia right now. Um, nothing that's like overly taxing for me so it's definitely um uh it's it's a lot but it's not like it's not like too much to keep track of it's like the normal amount of like music writing work (laughs) just divided between two bands yeah (laughs) have you done many features recently for any like just doing commissions or stuff like that yeah i don't know what all i'm allowed to talk about um okay yeah I, I'm okay. I'm I'm fairly confident that there's at least two that I can talk about. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let me know and I'll cut anything out uh, oh, if okay, you find cool. it otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So recently, and I know we already teased this, so it's probably perfectly fine. Um, I did some work with Tony from Space Weather, and uh, we're releasing a song that I sing on, um, a Space Weather song that I feature on. Yeah. Um. I know also there were some tweets that were public of me um, saying that I was interested in being on the song. Um, so that that was, it was really fun. It's unique. Usually when I record a feature, I, I record it alone, like in my room. Um, but this time I got to do it with Tony uh, cool. here. So that was very nice. And um, I also sing on an upcoming Lilac King song that will be released soon. Um, I I know the name of the song. I think it's like it's something like like Six Set Bro or something like that. 
six set bro <laughs> yeah sorry I'm, I'm li- i think so <laughs> it's something a little silly i'm trying to find the name of it really quick uh um, space weather I, know... I think has a record coming out soon so i guess your song yeah. will be on that record yeah. it's gonna be on that record yeah and then six up bro i think is being released as a single um and I, we're gonna play it live on tour as well Ooh, this cool. upcoming tour together nice there was um there was one more feature that was also leaked <laughs> in the uh in the oh. properties of nature discord they've oh, already okay, told cool. people about it i don't oh. know how much they're they they were allowed what? to talk about it but <laughs> yeah i didn't even Did you know not that, see that? Fine, i didn't see it no yeah <laughs> it was in their discord they talked about it like a couple days ago because they were talking about uh the next single coming out soon and then uh i asked if it was the one that i thought it was and they're like no that's the that's the next one and i was like okay <laughs> so they already also talked about that in their discord well, damn cool i'm looking forward yeah. to that i'm looking forward to all Properties those of nature as well and then uh i thought it was funny i was listening to your podcast recently and i heard josh uh-huh. say oh i'm supposed to do this feature for this band but it's, been, <laughs> yeah. it's so overdue and i was like oh no same because <laughs> i'm in that same position right now where uh, on yourselves on the fucking mutant cube podcast yeah every vocalist that comes on yeah i'm behind i'm sorry like it just becomes a platform for apologizing i'll say it, I'll say it too i'm getting on my ass this week because i'm also behind on the new witch's tongue stuff so yeah that's how it goes it's literally between like my own music like my job it's like my brain just feels like so full yeah (laughs) i feel like i used to be a person that answered all my messages and now like like recently my partner saw like my my notification count on my inbox and they were like don't let me see that ever again it's like (laughs) 50 unread messages oh no 300 unread text messages jeez (laughs) i i don't know if you feel this way but i feel absolutely fried after writing lyrics i just like (laughs) the idea of conceptualizing something that you're going to sing on a song and like putting a bunch of thought into like structuring it and doing all that fucking i I feel fried afterwards like especially like like you said with like a full-time job and like other things that you have to do throughout your day it's like the idea of sitting down and making time for that is just you're it literally your head feels full like I, i don't know if you feel the same way but I do. I know there's a way around it for me, and I'm dumb and haven't, like, tried to take advantage of it. Usually if I can, like, set myself up for, like, absolute comfort during writing, uh, I can write pretty cool things. Um, I tend to write, like, cute things, like, catchy melodies in the shower. So I try to, like, play my demos on, like, a Bluetooth speaker while I'm taking a shower and just, like, hum stuff (laughs) or, like, sing things over it. But I, I found that if I sit on my phone, like sitting in the bathtub, I can write lyrics like no problem. <laughs> I don't really know what it is. It like removes all distraction for me. Um, but I never take baths anymore. So I don't I don't do it. It's not it's not like a thing that I like actively seek out doing. And I have like the nicest bathtub in my bathroom, like a, a dedicated bathtub, not like a shower bathtub combo because I have the master in my house. So I really should take advantage of that. And I just don't do it yeah you got music writing <laughs> uh fucking study right there right behind you yeah i should i should i should be doing that and then um also i, I know like you know there's 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 some mental health elements to like writing music that 
uh it's like not too good not too bad is like my ideal scenario <laughs> like, yeah, if I'm, like if i'm like exactly. a, a little stressed out <laughs> if i feel like a little bad about something a little guilty maybe i'll write good lyrics but i haven't <laughs> felt i i feel pretty happy right now so it's um i have to work through that i can't let that be an excuse not to write <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i should we should we rank some andreas albums um for sure yeah i think we should (laughs) (laughs) uh well for listeners and for daisy we're just gonna do a round robin each of us are are we changing it i forgot i think we john denwall (laughs) changed the podcast forever last oh yeah that's true last time by um completely switching up the format (laughs) and saving a lot of time in the process (laughs) yeah he just gave all his rankings at once that that makes way more sense um but daisy i think should go last um okay because that's obviously the most interesting uh answer no one who cares what we think (laughs) this doesn't even make sense as a bit but whatever (laughs) uh yeah go first ivy go ahead yeah, see, if you know me, you know that I am quite the Andres dick writer. Um, <laughs> it's it's not a secret. It's uh, I was looking up, like, I was trying to calculate how much time I've actually spent listening to Andres. And I know it's a lot more than my last FM shows, because I only signed up for that at, like, the very end of 2021. But um, between 2021 and now, specifically, um, I have listened to... Um, so each Andreas album is 10 songs long. He has four albums. They're all 10 songs long. I have listened to 1,931 songs, uh, just in the last two years, roughly. Uh, and God, it's less than two years. But anyways, that's basically a hundred, 193 times that I've listened to an entire album. So I love Andreas. This was very, very, very difficult for me to rank these albums this was so fucking hard i like went back and looked um i i mean i would probably put at number four strange memories i love strange memories it was the first album it's his first album but it was the first one i actually heard as well i mean fucking bad boy darth binks i love sunday school (laughs) i don't give a fuck what anybody says you can you can call me cringe that song bangs um and then I would probably do at number three, Heroes, Villains, and all that jazz. Uh, the opening track, Andres Pasito, um, Saloon, Zombie, Spanish Mommies, an all-time banger. When uh, when he was touring, the last the last show that I saw him play, he played Spanish Mommy and Anime Mommy back to back, and that was really fun. <laughs> so. Um, and then I would probably put Adventures of a DIY Astronaut. I loved this album, and I listened to it an unreasonable amount of times when it came out. Um, I I love All-American Boogeyman as an opener. I think Anime Mommy is funny and on the nose. Uh, I think Miss November is maybe one of the most heartbreaking closing tracks I've ever heard, and it's a great album. Uh, but Once Upon a Time in Bakersfield holds a very special place in my heart. And that's why it's my number one. I think Cold Hives and Screwdrivers is my number one listened to song of all time. Like, I, I'm almost certain that I've listened to this song more than any other song in my entire life, which is kind of weird to say. 
um, because it only came out in 2019. But I love this album. Uh, Anytime I'm feeling like really shitty or just in like a bad headspace, I listen to this album. Uh, And when it came out, I just had it on repeat. It was over and over and over again. So number one, Once Upon a Time in Bakersfield. Uh, And Jake, you can go ahead now. Your turn, baby. Um, <laughs> okay. Crazy dick ride sesh just happened. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> I, I kind of, so I've listened to Andreas before. That song, Sunday School, um, I've also known that song for a long time. But that's that and the self-aware remix or whatever it's called. I've mm-hmm. had those two songs liked forever, but I've never investigated his playlist or, or his discography, rather. I was kind of having a Joker moment, man. <laughs> I was listening <laughs> to those first two albums. A Jaker moment, if you will. I uh, I don't... They're, uh, like, is it cringe on purpose? I, it, it feel, I, I, was, I was cringing so hard at oh, so much of it. I, I love his voice. I love his melodies, like the way he uses his voice, but those lyrics were fucking killing me. So for number four and three, I got uh, Strange Memories for four and Heroes and Villains for three. Uh, they're kind of on the same tier for me. I, I, I truly a Joker moment. I don't usually, I'm not usually <laughs> like this, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, Andres. Please forgive me, Andres. Uh, but let me just say, number two, DIY Astronaut, I like it a lot more than those. I think it's a lot more of an interesting sound even, more mature lyrics, less cringe overall, I'd have to say. <laughs> and Once Upon a Time in Bakersfield, f- fucking, that's number one for sure. It shook me. I like. It's got some crazy fucking songs on it. Like a total departure from his other stuff. It's so cool. It's like, it's got soundscapes and shit. Like, Andreas, <laughs> where'd this come from? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You're sad. Yeah. Love Once Upon a Time in Bakersfield. Uh, yeah. And those other, those other two. I don't... <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't, don't, don't come for me, Andreas Stans. <laughs> um, Daisy. Daisy. The opinion that counts. Yeah. (laughs) The only one that matters. Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know how much my opinion matters because I'm so biased. Uh, I I was a big fan of Andres um, since, uh, since like a while, like as we were writing Camp Yeti, I got really into his first, his first full length, um, his first full length that really counts at least. Um, uh, Strange Memories. Um, so I am really biased. Uh, I, I tried to filter that for ranking these, but it's hard. I really like, I, I personally really like all of these albums and nostalgia plays like a big role in how I will perceive these albums and, uh, my like context of like knowing where, what song, where the songs came from, like plays a role in how I factor it. And I just can't, I can't filter that out. So oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of I course. tried to some degree, but <laughs> we're, we're uh, I tried to at least podcast. think about it. Oh, yeah. We dick ride um, without, <laughs> without merit. So my last place, my fourth place is both of your first places. Uh, oh. Once, upon a time, Once upon a time in Bakersfield. I really like the album, but um, so it feels like to me between um, 
was the album uh between heroes villains and all that jazz in this album it feels like he had kind of like a self-aware moment mm-hmm. of oh my god like this is the way i'm perceiving like the music i've written <laughs> yeah. and then he like adjusted for that and wrote this album and i think it's really cool but um but it's kind of even though it's like a a 10 song album it's really to me it will never not feel like a seven song album because <laughs> there is a transitional song and i think this is really cool uh but the um the interlude song happens and then two songs from his first band's ep play and uh his band tarot live lima heights and colossal titan and it's cute because in the interlude they say now like two throwback songs or something like that um and i think that's like adorable and it's really cool concept um and it and it fits the theme of the whole album um and i didn't really get that until listening to listening through the album recently i didn't really like realize oh that's like the theme of the album like is like like reflecting on the past and so it's really fitting to put two old songs on the album but like it still makes me feel like this is like a long ep like in some ways Mm -hmm. uh and so it's just hard for me to like like personally think of this album the same as the other three and then my number three is um heroes villains and all that jazz i really like the album Uh, i don't think i like i don't think i like fully um i don't think i fully appreciated it when it first came out i kind of wanted more of the same i think from him like i wasn't Mm -hmm. ready to part with the nervous nervous night album strange memories on this nervous night that sound um so hearing him do something different was um like jarring for me and so i don't have like the nostalgia for that album that i do for the other two um although i mean i really i really like it i think there's a lot of bangers on it saloon is amazing i like Mm -hmm. just realized how great that song is i think it's like like a real banger uh (laughs) and then my number two is strange memories on this nervous night um nostalgia is definitely going to play a huge part in that for me uh i first found andres through facebook a post of the music video for bad boy mm-hmm. um i saw that i was like wow this is the that 70 show intro that's cool <laughs> and then i and then i listened to the song and i was like is this swancore i don't know if this is swancore <laughs> and i i got obsessed with the album uh it and i showed it to people that i love and cherish deeply and i remember i have like i have so many nostalgic memories of listening to this album with other people with my friends and loved ones and i think that this album is like spectacular uh puzzles an amazing song which is funny because puzzle also was a tarot live song that got repurposed for andres mm-hmm. but it feels different because it come it came it got put onto that album like right after so it feels more like it was a single and then he rebranded and put it on the album so it still feels like part of the album to me yeah. uh <laughs> so yeah i think i think that's cool i really like that album uh bad boy's amazing puzzles amazing la habra is amazing um and adventures of a diy astronaut is my favorite andres album um it's just i think it's just the most well written album front to back by andres and i think it has like 
Um, I think it has like really good singles along with like really good emotional pieces. There's never, there's not like a single moment of filler on the album. Um, not that, not that anything's truly filler on an album, but you know, nothing ever feels like, oh, this went on just a little too long. Everything mm-hmm. feels like yeah. really concise and like intentional. Um, and it is very nostalgic because uh, my band, I Met Yeti, toured with Andres while he was supporting this album. And we played his album release show in Bakersfield, California uh, for this album. So I am super aware that my nostalgia probably plays a heavy factor <laughs> in this. <laughs> Even though this was relatively recently, it was like uh, 2021, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a new, that's his newest record, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah. Oh, and also, if y'all haven't heard it, uh, there is a Terrell IVP that it that is comprised of some of the songs that he like kind of uh, ported to Andres mm-hmm. later on. Um, I, that I listened I listened to that a ton. I don't think you can find it on Spotify anymore, but it's on Bandcamp. Um, oh. There's a song There's a song called Silverado on there that is not on Spotify. I don't think, and mm-hmm. I I really like it. I think Jake will probably hate it, but. oh no it's probably like a a a more a more potent uh it's like probably a more distilled version of all the things you dislike about the first two albums um but yeah i love it i think it's cool uh the lyrics are are at some points just like wow did you really just say that (laughs) uh but that's part of the charm for me i think that's cute i love i love it uh it's it's really um it's really vulnerable it's really um yeah i definitely appreciate the the (laughs) the artistry behind it for sure the vulnerability it's just it's too vulnerable for old jake here i got a dog on it (laughs) i had the dog on it (laughs) i think uh, can i also mention uh i wrote down three singles because i just wanted to talk about them and they're not on albums sure uh Mm -hmm. If anyone hasn't heard Cardigans and Split Ends yet, uh, it's like his most recent single. Oh, yeah. It's like probably his best song. It's amazing. Uh, I think it like goes beyond like, I don't know. It's just, it defies <laughs> expectation. It's amazing. Uh, if He also has a single called Chemistry Set that came out a little bit before it. Um, if, if those two are on an album together, that'll be really cool. And then uh, this one's kind of older, but there's a song called Photoshoot it's it's wonderful i love it uh <laughs> if you haven't heard those songs please listen to them they're great yeah awesome i i uh damn <laughs> you said cardigans and split ends. what's the second one you said um chemistry set chemistry, chemistry set. set i love yeah. that song i like that song a lot actually it's good yeah they're yeah. both really good <laughs> i think if that's the sound that he's going going into for the next album i'd be super happy with that he kind of he switches things up like really hard between each album and uh i didn't really notice that until listening through for for this this interview yeah the when you were like saying is this swan core is this swan core it's it's so true he he's like so unique in the scene he's like notably a part of the scene but the sound is so unique from his band and like how they make music it's not just swan core or anything like that it's all it's kind of it's kind of its own thing. It's real cool. Um, I did have a few more questions about the new Resilia EP. Bad Lemon. Cool. Bad Lemon, the opener for everyone who hasn't heard it yet. It's very short. <laughs> it's, it's, in fact, a minute 
and 11 seconds long, I think. <laughs> yeah. What was the choice here? Why why so short? I mean, I love it's it. A... It's funny. I like how short it is. It's kind of awesome. Um, it's an intro song. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to Camp Yeti, we have an intro song on the mm-hmm. Huddy EP too. Uh, this song is it. It will never. I don't think we'll ever play it um, without it being right before Anjo. It is supposed oh, yeah. to lead into Anjo. Yeah. The uh, um, my lyrical process was I wrote these as one song. To me, they are one song. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Anjo. Like Anjo is my baby. But um, in terms of like the theme, they go together. Okay. Awesome. Anjo. What was the name Anjo come from? Is that a reference to something? Uh not really. Uh Anjo is a pair. Um it's a it's a winter pair. I initially <laughs> started writing a song. Uh I started writing a song for Camp Yeti called Anjo that didn't make it onto the EP. Um, but you can hear there's a lyric in Honeybee that is uh you're a pair. Uh this is a reference <laughs> to that. Both of those lyrics are about the same person. So cool. Um, that is that is the reference. I love that. I love I love stuff like that in music and artist history. What uh the last song, um, Hey Pretty Girl, Time to Wake Up. Also, Wake Up is in the title. I'm just saying you named it, but also <laughs> Coheed, Wake Up, classic song. Oh, off Burning Star I don't know 4. Much about Coheed. I'm just saying I'm <laughs> a I, motherfucker. John Benoit said nice reference, probably. He probably that's <laughs> You know what? He was on board. I sent him a list of titles that I would be cool with. Uh and he picked that one, so <laughs> <laughs> my theory. Uh yeah. The screams on that song are so incredible. Well, oh shit, thank it, you. Like best screams of your career probably at this point so far of course but it's like <laughs> damn <laughs> have yeah. are you doing anything different have you taken like screaming vocal lessons or st- something like that or is it just like over time you've just gotten better and better um i mean yeah i i i do different exercises i don't really do different screaming exercises but definitely over time it's like a it's kind of both it's both that over time i just have gotten better and and also like that over time i like adjust like the exercises i do and um i don't know i think there's also something about the mix of this song that sounds makes them sound really good so that's cool it's always nice to like have uh be set up for success in the mix um but yeah i think uh I, I think they're good. I, I don't know that I think they're the best in my career. I I think the my screams. Some, I'm always trying to to like emulate the screams that I did on Royal Flush. I always think those sound really good. And I, I I'm like, how did I do that? Like, how do I, how do, I do that again? Uh, but yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that you like these ones. Um, I I just try really hard. You know? yeah. Try my best. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I know, I remember you saying something in passing about uh, the last time that you went on tour with Makari, that uh, you and Andy had worked on vocals together again. Am I am I incorrect in, in that remembering? I, 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 like I said, I think it was just in passing you saying something like, because um, I know that you had taken some lessons from him. So I, I was just curious if maybe um, hanging out with him and touring with him again had any influence on some of these songs or if these were recorded prior to that tour um so the songs that i would have 
recorded prior would be Hey There, Pretty Girl, uh, Olive, and Amnesty. So the songs that were recorded afterwards um, were uh, Anjo and Bad Lemon, which I, I did all in one. So uh, the only ones that would be like, we mostly talked about my singing, like my clean okay. singing and my head voice. So um, we didn't talk a ton about it, but I would just kind of ask him questions because it's like, uh, if you're around a singer as good as Andy Sizzik for like a month, you got to ask him some questions, you know, <laughs> things are going to come up and I'm going to ask him stuff. So, well, like when we were in the green room, I would be doing vocal warm ups, and I'd be like, Hey buddy, I'm trying to, to work on this. Like, what do you think? And we would talk about it and he, he helped me out for sure. There was a night in Denver that he showed me something and then I did it and, and I haven't really done it to that, like that, like use my head voice to that degree since, um, because I was kind of like, whoa, I didn't know I could do that. And now I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, can I really do that? What did he, what did he do? I don't remember fully, but I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. fun. Um, he's great. Um, but yeah, I think it affected it to a degree, but maybe it's, it's also a combination of also just like, uh, practicing, exercising, all that stuff. Sick. Uh, well, I've run through pretty much all my questions. Uh, oh, oh, I, I missed one. Sorry. What's it right? What's it like <laughs> writing ballads versus bangers? Well, like Olive. Yeah, Olive. Yeah. Um, I feel like that came really naturally to me. I wrote that in like a day, pretty much. Uh, I just was like home by myself and I was like I'm gonna write a song uh I want to write about somebody I love here's a song you know I don't yeah know. like this sounds like I like I just heard the instrumental I was like oh, I'm just gonna write about my partner like yeah. that sounds like the ideal thing to do here um and obviously you know I feel a lot for that person so it's easy to write about them so that's that's all it was nice I remember you showing me like the original demo where only like half the song oh, yeah. was written. Uh, we were like, my voice got tired. <laughs> yeah, <day>. but <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing it, and um, we were like in the car. I don't remember what the fuck we were doing. I think I was visiting or something like that. But I heard that song like the first half of the demo, and uh, I was like, holy shit! I think this is like the best ballad I've heard since like Relax Divide by Hail the Sun. Nice. And I still stand by that. I still stand by that. I think that's like peak. I love ballads. I think DZ did an excellent job on that song. And uh God. It's still like when I think about benchmarks for like ballads, it's like Olive and Relax Divide by Hail the Sun. Those are the two I always think of. Yeah, Relax Divide is a banger. Um I don't know. It's it's definitely more like writing pop music for sure. So I just kind of didn't fight my natural like <laughs> like my like inclination was like my intuition, right? My writing intuition. I was like, this is what I want to write. Okay, I'm just gonna go with that. And so, <laughs> so I did. Nice. That's awesome. Okay, now I'm actually out of questions. Ivy guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. <laughs> you could always. What's your so prep scared. time looking like for this? <laughs> what My are you doing? Time, yeah. I uh I woke up at one PM. Awesome. I doom scrolled on Twitter for thirty minutes. <laughs> that was it. 
I, that's uh, normal. Everyone does it. I I ordered DoorDash <laughs> that I still haven't gotten to eat. <laughs> I drank a Dr Pepper. I listened to like three Andres songs. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I made this group chat, and uh, here I am. Sweet. Uh, I just know. I, okay, so like, it's really hard for me to interview Daisy because I know a lot about Daisy, but I yeah. don't want to just go into like random ass deep lore yeah. that like maybe Daisy doesn't want people to fucking know about because it's like, oh, this is super possible. That's why I said I'm scared because I'm like, yo, if you got a question for me and it's about, I could be like, oh yeah, cut that. Like, <laughs> exactly. So it's like. Um, I, I don't know. I, I spent a sh- shit ton of time with Daisy, so I, I don't really, I don't really, I wanted you to answer, ask the questions and maybe I could, you know, slip in some, some whatever fucking random shit, because <laughs> I, I think you have a lot better questions, uh, Jake, I already asked or... the damn questions. That's you didn't slip in the random shit. What are you anything. talking about? That's why I'm saying I don't fucking have anything, because all the dumb shit I'd want to ask are, like, way too, like, um, <laughs> like deep lore, probably, like, we'll have to cut it, so let's just not do that. Well, you don't want to, all right, ask, ask something. Do you have ask? anything? Do you have anything, anything? that comes to all mind? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, something. I want to talk about, I want to talk about the, uh, the really incredible underground, um, music endeavor from you. Right. Um, a lot of people probably don't know it. <laughs> Uh, but you have bangers such as Hoagie Fest, um, yep. and I, I can't remember the other one. There's only two bangers because there's only two songs. But uh, Daisy, she uh, won't shut Antarctica. the fuck up out of yeah, about yeah. Hoagie Fest. She won't <laughs> shut the fuck up about Hoagie, Hoagie Fest. Fest is a fucking. Uh, it's a banger. You can't you can't listen to Hoagie Fest and not think that's a banger. Daisy, can you explain what we're okay. talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tell the story. All right, so um. So around, I think I was like 19 or 20, um, my friends and I, my friend Josh Hoffman, uh, uh, um, he, my friend Josh Hoffman and his brother Michael Hoffman um, and our friend Zach, uh, we were um, joking around about making some rap songs and then we just kind of did it. (laughs) The first one's called Strain Out of Antarctica. It's about being walruses. Yeah. Um, Normal. (laughs) uh, It's about being walruses and not being a hygienist, I think, is what Michael says. Uh, there's a there's one song there's a hidden song that Ivy failed to mention I can't remember the name of it <laughs> I'm a fake fan <laughs> but it's it's just a breakdown it's just a really bad breakdown made in uh in GarageBand without tuning the guitars um so it's called um I think it's all right maybe I don't it's not called this but the lyrics are um dude there was a bug in my room yesterday it is my friend josh who at the time didn't scream he does now for his band uh he didn't scream at the time it's just him screaming dude there was a bug in my room yesterday and i wanted to fucking kill myself (laughs) (laughs) and that's that song um the concept originally was we were like oh let's release like one rap song and one really bad breakdown on each each time but then we did hoagie fest and i was like i don't want to make a breakdown we're just releasing hoagie fest Fest is about uh how much at the time we loved wawa um and we loved Hoagie Fest. We were very excited about Hoagie Fest existing. I don't even know uh, what that I is. I sent it to Wawa, and they <laughs> didn't acknowledge rules. us. I don't, 
I don't know why they won't respond to my emails. Um, and it, as it's particularly upsetting to me that they then went to another band and had a Hoagie Fest song made oh, years later shit. after we had already given them a song for free. Have we said Very the name of the rap thing? Have you said the name uh, of the, it? It's called Swag Walrus. That's the rap group. Swag um, Walrus. You can find it on Bandcamp. Um, we haven't done anything in years, but... You're there, welcome to there's look still it up time. If you'd like still to. time for a revival. Yeah. Everyone's coming back, you know. Every the revival is here. I want <laughs> to. I just don't live super close to Josh and Michael anymore. So um, you can check out my friend Josh's band. They're called Awaystead. Yeah, oh. they're pretty cool. How do you spell that? Um, A W A Y S T E D. Oh, okay. E-A-D. Okay. Awaystead. Interested. Okay. Cool. Awaysted. Yep. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> that that line, there was a bug in my room yesterday and I want to kill myself. <laughs> so real. He's so for real for that. Okay. I walked right, so the out there. Wrote that oh, yeah. Lyric, Please. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I think I understand like, the logic. I, I understand oh, the logic. Pl- yeah no all right but it's good it's good um i was recording i was engineering and josh was like um well i don't know what to scream i don't know what to say and then i was like well tell me about your day yesterday and then he said verbatim uh dude there was a bug in my room yesterday and i wanted to fucking kill myself and i said stop right there those are the lyrics (laughs) um you're gonna scream that so real <laughs> yeah it's relatable i walked out my fucking door today and there was a spider hanging hanging from the middle of my living room ceiling just in the middle like what are you doing moment. man kentucky moment for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah actually you, you seem to have a lot in common with my friend josh let me introduce you guys sometime i think you really get along okay <laughs> yeah not a, not a fan of bugs like- <laughs> sure um, Josh would love that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't, I, whoever, whoever wants to come on, you know. <laughs> yeah, honestly, on, honestly, honestly, uh, bring me Josh and Michael on. It'll basically be the the Daisy Josh and Michael podcast, but y'all could just give us a platform for one episode. <laughs> we'll just talk about Swag Walrus. That's how I. That sounds like a Swag Walrus interview to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I think that'd have to come with like a revitalization, um, a single. Yeah. Uh, once you, once you have that, this. man. <laughs> it's not happening. I'm so sorry. I'm still in a swag walrus <laughs> single sometime in the future. No. You actually got a shelf write... metal slime for what swag yeah, I gotta walrus write Yeti stuff. I'm so sorry. Um. Uh, okay, I had one more question because okay. I can't. I can't go a single episode without a little discourse oh, Jesus uh, what is what is the obsession with the waffle oh, house versus ihop discussion okay is it is a real discussion this is just yeah sure obscure twitter um, <laughs> it's definitely okay want? so so here's my thing all right so um so when you're on tour um there are some extra considerations taken into the food you eat because one getting getting like any kind of like stomach ickiness is like less convenient while you're stuck in a van driving for hours and hours um and having to play shows 
um, and it's difficult because you have limited options. Um, if you go to a town and you want to eat somewhere local, that can be amazing, but it also might not be. And it's difficult to find those things and know of those things. So, or afford those things because they get more expensive. So, um, so consistency is super fucking important <laughs> to us when we're on tour, right? And Waffle House is open 24 uh, seven. Denny's is open 24 seven. IHOP, I don't know if it's open 24 seven, but um, they're also in most parts of the country. Um, and so we've, we've gone to all of those, uh, like on tour me and johnny fafa and the <laughs> the rest of the touring members for i met a yeti um have been to many waffle houses together and we have personally found that especially because i i am also a vegan and have been for quite a long time so my diet is even more restrictive so i have even less options and to be very transparent with y'all, I am very grumpy when I'm hungry yeah. uh, and no one wants to be around me on tour if I'm grumpy. Um, so uh, it is usually prioritized that there's something that I can eat at every restaurant that we go to. Um, so uh, we, going to Waffle House is just really easy for me. It's really uh, easy for everyone else. Um, we have wonderful memories at Waffle House. We've We've gotten into wonderful fist fights at Waffle House. We have, <laughs> we have fought off many Florida men, Jesus. Um, many Ohio men. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Got to watch out for the Ohio men, especially. Yeah. Uh, and and so on. And so, but, and then also, yeah, we've gone to IHOP and there, there was one morning that um, sometimes uh, on tour, there will be days where we will go to get food somewhere and I will be like, um, can I have this? the one single vegan option on your menu and everyone else has already ordered their food. And then the person says to me, now we're all out of that. And, uh, that's not a great feeling. Cause yeah. then I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to sit here hungry while my friends all eat food and I love them very much. And I want them to eat their food, yeah. but I am, I am probably very hungry in this moment cause we're on tour and it's not convenient to stop and eat. So, um, it's not the best experience when that happens and uh one day after like that happened like twice in a row or something Jesus. we went we went to an ihop or maybe maybe this was the, the second thing we went to an ihop and i ordered hash browns and they were so cooked they were so cooked that they were not like potatoes anymore they were like just like cr all crunch you know yeah and i was like I can't eat this. I was just like, and and I'm already like kind of frustrated and sleepy, and I'm and as I said, I get grumpy when I'm hungry. So, I'm, and oftentimes if a place makes me bad food and they come and say, "Oh, let us fix that for you," and I'll, I'm usually really nice about it. But if I'm on tour, I might just be like, "No, <laughs> you're not going to. I don't trust you. I don't trust that the same cook that made this is going to make me anything edible." So yeah. I ended up going to Subway, and I think I just take personal offense to the fact that I had to eat Subway that day. Yeah. That's, um, it's okay. rough. <laughs> Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, so that definitely contributed, and I and I think everyone loves me and my my circle of friends that we tour with. So um, I think they also carry a little bit of my vendetta against IHOP. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure we each all have our own IHOP horror stories individually. I'm sure if you ask Johnny, his answer would be slightly different. But IHOP, or I mean Waffle House, has never done me wrong like that. <laughs> Waffle House, every single time, the potatoes are potatoes. They are in fact potatoes. 
the only variation is like the level of grease sometimes there's too much grease and i'll admit that but i can live with a little oh, too shit. much grease. what the hell i what the fuck sorry, just happened my, my webcam died I, I forgot to plug it in <laughs> oh, shit. but yeah uh it's a uh, i i think waffle house is consistent and uh i think it's a little sentimental to us versus ihop i think we all have like at least one story of like fuck this place so you know <laughs> i think i have a story like that about literally every breakfast restaurant i've ever been to a fuck this place story oh yeah absolutely okay. my most recent was perkins we went to perkins uh, and it was just a fucking nightmare like i don't even know where I've to begin with that Every time I I drive past like that down that street that you live on, which is not very often because you're on like a different part of Orlando than me, mm-hmm. I'm always like, hmm, should I try that? But don't. Apparently not, right? <laughs> no, they fired. Okay, they fired everybody that isn't in the family of the the people that own it, and mm-hmm. like, li- no offense to them, but they're not cooks. They just aren't. <laughs> uh, Poppy asked for like a poached egg which we've gotten many, many times from the Perkins before they fired everybody that wasn't in the family. Uh, And it came out, it was like a wet fried egg. It was like a fried egg that was just in water. And it came in like Mm. one of those little, like, little plate bowls, the like really tiny ones that's like not quite a plate, not quite a bowl. Uh, And it was one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Uh, They did not take off... A lot of the dietary restrictions that we asked them to. And on top of that, it took like an hour for them to bring the food. So I just I, like... I think, I think you might be looking at Gift Horse in the Mouse because it, <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds a little bit like they made you... Um, are you familiar with sloppy steaks? Oh my It sounds a little gosh. bit like sloppy egg, yeah. No, because the thing with sloppy steaks is, right... You get to choose how sloppy it is before they run you out of the restaurant. Maybe they figured out the op- optimal level of sloppy for the eggs. You know, I don't know. Order sloppy. Did Poppy eggs, at least them. try the sloppy eggs? Fuck no. <laughs> we how are you even supposed to approach that? It was like half cooked and in a fucking little bowl of water (laughs) (laughs) put a little salt on it get a spoon ready and scoop it out i think you were supposed to just slurp it all up in one go like an oyster yeah oysterized egg well this has been fun guys (laughs) I (laughs) i i do have one more question for you okay what do you think about the band name the Gummy Bear Cult? Oh, oh, Gummy Bear Cult's cool, but I kind of feel like it should be like a rap collective. Like it should be like experimental, like hip hop. Yeah. Like, uh, I think that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they're really good. I think they're like a bunch of like cool rappers that are like not super well known, but like this project is like taking off you know (laughs) yeah all like working on together maybe they're all roommates i think they should all be roommates and that's why it's brockhampton (laughs) 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 no i'm not thinking of brockhampton not not that kind of hip-hop um uh have you all heard of maglo i thought of maglo but maybe that's just because he's my buddy I haven't. I'm sorry. No. I have not. <laughs> oh, okay. I well, I thought of like Maglo's music or like, um, uh, yeah, like 
maglos or like um maybe something closer to flying lotus like maglo mixed with flying lotus that'd be cool i don't know i think that'd be sick <laughs> i i think that's exactly what gummy bear cult sounds like um they're being in, <laughs> they're being introduced into the rock and roll hall of fame right now i just got word uh, from my in-ear piece thank you daisy for Ooh. joining us <laughs> so much uh, go ahead and plug all your stuff. All the links are going to be in the damn description, people. So check the show notes for Roselia's Spotify and all that shit. Uh, and I met a Yeti and all those things. So, but you go yeah, ahead and plug, um, of course. Sick. Thank you. Um, my band Roselia is releasing an album this Friday, uh, when this episode should be released. Uh, so please be on the lookout for that. We're also going to be on tour. We're going to be playing a few shows in California, Arizona, and Texas, um, if you're in any of those cities, come out and say hi. We'll have CDs and shirts, um, all that good stuff. So, yeah, please, please come say hey to us. Please listen to the album. Give it a shot. It's um, I'm really proud of it. Uh, Anjo is my baby, my baby song. I love it so much. I'm so excited for people to hear it. Um, and then if you like it quite a bit, you can check out my other band, I Met a Yeti. So, yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, oh, and we're going to play a clip from the new album at the end here. Uh, 30 seconds from something. I'm not even going to say what it is, but it's going to sound pretty cool. 